Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we'll talk about real life issues that you're walking through and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and teen life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, it is time to take our podcast off our phones and into real life. I'm so excited to invite you to Uncommon Teen Live, our annual conference for Christian teen girls just like you. So go ahead and head on over to UncommonTeenLive.com and grab your tickets today. Ladies, this week we have another Ask Me Anything episode where I answer your questions. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer on the Uncommon Teen Podcast, All you need to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says Ask Me Anything, and your question may just be chosen to be on our next Ask Me Anything episode. So this week's question comes from both Callista and Macy. Callista asks, I feel like I don't read the Bible as much as I should. How can I get into the Bible more and use the Bible in my daily life? And Macy asks, I pray, read the Bible, and love God unconditionally. Sometimes I feel a space between God. How can I fix that to feel no space? So both of these questions are really great questions, and they kind of go together in one. And so I'm really excited to answer these questions. I'll tell you what, this is probably the number one challenge out of all the girls that I coach, out of all the girls that are inside the SOAR coaching community, this is probably the number one thing I hear among Christian teens today is the struggle of either not being able to get into your Bible as much as you'd like, or the struggle of it feels like a checklist, like like you're just checking off a list and there's not really a relationship that's being built between you and God. The Bible is under attack today. It's under attack, not only from this culture, turning away from the Bible and now attacking it, but it's actually under attack from the enemy, more so now than I would say that has been in the past. And what I mean by the Bible is under attack is we're not getting into the Bible as much as we'd like to. Maybe we forget, or maybe we just don't understand it, or maybe we find it boring. These are all tactics from the enemy, and we can overcome them. And let me tell you, the Bible is so important. Oh my goodness, it is so important. John 8.32 tells us it's the only thing that can make us free is the word of God. And God wants you to be able to understand the Bible. He wants to spend time with you. The number one way that we hear from God is through the Bible. So if we're not getting into the Bible, we're not really hearing from God. And we're not learning his voice so that when God speaks to our heart or maybe to our mind, we may not even know that it's God because we haven't gotten into the Bible as much for ourselves. We don't really understand what the voice of God sounds like. 
So I want to share some statistics with you because I like to do this from time to time for some of you who are like me, who like the facts. These statistics are from October of 2022, and they say only 23% of Christian teens read their Bible daily. Only 23%. And not only that, but only 30% read their Bible a couple times a week. But not only that, 22% who read the Bible or own a Bible say they don't even understand it. And then one last statistic, 59% of Americans want to read their Bibles more. This is America, but I'm sure that it's probably in a lot of other countries as well. But my question is, is if we want to read the Bible more, what keeps us from getting into the Bible? What keeps us from reading the Word? Now, I have a list of things that I have heard as a life coach for Christian teen girls of reasons why we don't get into the Bible as much as we'd like to. The first one is we're too busy. Maybe we wake up too late in the morning and it's like, oh, I don't have time. And so we're rushing to get dressed. We're rushing to get our breakfast eaten. And then we're rushing out the door. We're too busy. So what can we do if we find that we're too busy to read the Bible? Well, there's a couple things that you can do, but I encourage you I know I hear people say this all the time. They say, well, just find time sometime through the day to read your Bible, maybe at lunchtime or maybe before you go to bed at night. But let me just be transparent with you. I tried that and it doesn't work. If I don't get my Bible time in in the morning, I will forget the rest of the day. And I may or may not think about it before I go to bed, but most of the time, probably not. And so I really highly encourage you to go to your Bible first. You know, Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God. And I know it talks about creation and God creating the earth and everything in it, but in the beginning, God. That is a principle. Matthew 6-33 tells us that when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he will take care of us. He'll provide everything that we ever need. We need to seek God first. So this is my encouragement to you. When you get up in the morning, make it a habit to go straight to reading your Bible. And you may be like, well, I'm too tired, which is another excuse that I hear for why we don't read the Bible. But I'm telling you what, I have been in moments where I have been so tired, I can barely keep my eyes open, yet I get into the Word of God and God shows me something. Now, when you read your Bible, I'm not saying that you have to read it for two hours straight or read a whole book of the Bible all in one. No, when you read your Bible, read it to learn, read it to study it, to say, God, what is it that you're speaking to me today? You know, I would much rather you read two verses and get so much out of those two verses than read a whole chapter or a whole book of the Bible and get nothing out of it. And that kind of goes with our second question of what Macy said when she said, you know, she reads her Bible, she prays, she loves God unconditionally, but she just feels like there's a space there. A lot of times that is, is because we are checking off a list and we're not developing that relationship. God wants to hang out with you. He wants to talk to you. So when you're reading the Bible, as you're going through it, God, what does this mean? How do I apply it to my life? And when you read your Bible, you know, pray about it before. Ask God to show you. God, show me something in your word today that I've never seen before. Thank you that my life is going to be changed today because of it. And then as you're reading the Bible, talk to God. God, what does this mean? 
What does it mean when it says a disciple? What is that? And then afterwards, God, how do you want me to apply this to my life? What is it that you want me to do? And several months ago, I just finished reading through the Bible, the whole entire Bible. So it took me two and a half years, but I'll tell you what, that Old Testament is kind of hard to read through. (laughs) There are some parts that are kind of boring. But one thing that I asked God to do is, God, show me a principle, something in this that I can apply to my life. So if they were talking about like all these numbers of farming and things like that, one thing that I might have taken away from that was God is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. He likes to put things in order and he likes to lead our steps in order so that we can walk in our purpose. You know, it could be something so little as even that. And so I just ask God, show me what it is that you want me to see in the Bible today. How can I apply it to my life? And that has really, really, really helped. And I tell you what, I can't go off of my feelings because if I do, I will never read the Bible in the morning or very rarely read the Bible in the morning if I'm too tired because I'll be like, no, I'm too tired. I just want to keep sleeping. And there have been many mornings like that, but I get up and I read the Bible anyway and I get into the word because I want to hear from God and I want to hear from him before I start my day. You know, I think about it like Peter who Jesus is out walking on the water and Peter looks at Jesus and says, Jesus call me out there. I want to walk on the water too. And so Jesus tells Peter to come. Peter starts walking on the water and he's got his eyes on Jesus. That's what I think of when I start my day with Jesus in the mornings. I've got my eyes on Jesus from the very time I wake up and I start my day above the water. What happened to Peter when he took his eyes off of Jesus? What happened when he got distracted by the things around him? Which is another reason We don't read our Bible, and I'll get into that in a second. But what happens when we get distracted by the things around us? Well, Peter, when he got distracted by the waves, took his eyes off of Jesus and began to sink. And I don't know how many of you have ever felt like you've been drowning before. Like you start your day and it's like, oh my goodness, can I even breathe? And that is exactly what happens. When we don't start a day with Jesus, it's like we're barely treading water. We're barely keeping our head above the water because We haven't taken time to put our eyes on Jesus. All right, so another reason that we can find ourselves not reading our Bible is a lack of motivation. And this kind of goes along with too tired. Sometimes we just don't want to do it. Like we just want to do something else or we just want to sleep. We just don't feel like reading the Bible. We have got to be that motivator for us. There are many, many mornings where I just want to sleep in like all day long. And I am a morning person. But I have those mornings and I'm like, I just don't want to get out of bed. I force myself to do it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell my day how I feel instead of letting my day tell me how I feel. So I'm just going to be like, you know what? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am getting out of bed. (laughs) And so if you find that lack of motivation, I just encourage you, push through anyway. Another reason we find ourselves not reading the Bible is because of distractions. And let me tell you, This is a big one for me. Just this morning when I was doing my Bible time with God, I had probably about 10 thoughts come into my head like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And you got to do this and all of these different thoughts that come into my head. And I have to intentionally push them away because otherwise I will get distracted. One thing that I like to do is if I have a pen and a paper near me, I will write down those thoughts and then I'll come back to them later. And you know the funny thing? When I am doing my Bible time, they seem so urgent. Like they seem so important. Like you got to do these things right now. And then when I go back and look at that list, I'm like, 
Really? That was not that important. So two more reasons that I find that we don't read the Bible as often as we would like. The next one is we honestly forget. Kind of talked about this earlier, but this is something that I struggle with, especially when I didn't set a time in the morning because I was like, oh, wait, I didn't read my Bible. Did I read my Bible yesterday? (laughs) And so having that set time, that morning routine is so, so, so important. So set your morning routine, you know, get up and then go straight to reading your Bible. And then from there, get dressed and ready for the day. And you may be like, well, I don't have a whole lot of time in my mornings. This is why a routine is so key. Set your alarm like 15 minutes before you normally do if you don't have a lot of time in your morning. And you may be like, oh, but that's really early. Then I encourage you to get to bed earlier. (laughs) I know, I know I'm talking to teenagers here, but I'm telling you, it's so worth it. And then the last one is a big one. A lot of times we don't get into the Bible because we don't understand it. If you are struggling with this, I want to encourage you to slow down when it comes to your time with God. Really take what you're reading in the Bible verse by verse. Stop and think about it. Who is talking? Who are they talking to? And what are they trying to say? For example, if you are starting in the book of John and you read John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so you may be reading that like, what in the world does that mean? Well, if you look at this verse, in most versions of the Bible, that word word is going to be capitalized. And that tells you something. That is a key. It tells you that what they're talking about is Jesus. So in the beginning was the word or Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. And so when we start thinking about these things, you know, the word of God, John 8, 32, again, we talked about this earlier. It's the truth that you know that makes you free. Well, guess what? It's the more of Jesus that we know from getting into the word of God that makes us free. This verse tells us that Jesus didn't just exist when Mary gave birth to Jesus, but Jesus was there with God from the very beginning. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is God. Now, verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Do you see that? That's repetitive. Normally, when we see something that's repeated in the Bible, God is really emphasizing. He's like, I really want you to know this. They're trying to tell you. Jesus is God. Jesus has always existed. And God loves you so much that he would send Jesus to this earth to die for you. Verse three, all things were made through him, through Jesus. And without him or Jesus, nothing was made that was made. So basically all things were made through Jesus. Jesus, when God said, let there be light in Genesis chapter one, Jesus was the one that made that light. And then verse four and five say, in him was life and Jesus was life. And the life was light of men. Jesus is the light of the world. And guess what, ladies? You are the light of the world. And Jesus was life. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's when we truly begin to live our life. And the life was light of men. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one that gives us hope. He's the one that gives us encouragement. He lifts up our head. This world is so dark, but yet he is the light. And verse five, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. That is today. And the light shines in the darkness. We have Jesus on the inside of us. So guess what? We're shining among this dark, dark world. Ladies, you may be like, 
you know, I'm shining my light, but people just don't like me. They don't want me talking about Jesus. Darkness does not comprehend. It doesn't understand light. And so sometimes when we get pushed back and when people make fun of us or they try to hurt us, it's because they don't understand the light. They are living in the darkness. And so it's so important for us to shine our light. All of that we got out of just five verses. But you just think about what is this saying? Who is it talking about? How can I apply this to my life? And it will change your life forever. I promise. All right. So now I want to move on to Macy's question where she talks about how she prays and reads the Bible and she loves God unconditionally, but sometimes she just feels like there's a space between her and God. And she wants to know how can she fix that space? Well, the first thing I just want to encourage you on is make sure, again, I said this earlier, but make sure you're not reading the Bible just to check it off and say, okay, I'm done. Or you're not praying and saying, okay, I got my prayer time in and I'm going to pray. And okay, I'm done with that. Because if we do that to check off a list... We're not building a relationship with our Heavenly Father. I want you to think about that when it comes to your friends. If you are talking to your best friend and you see your best friend at school and you're like, hey, how are you doing? Okay, said hi to her. Check. Maybe you run into her again. It's like, oh, hey, have a great day. Check. Okay, I talked to my friend. We're good. Eventually, if you live that kind of lifestyle with your friend, you're not going to have much of a relationship. There's going to be a space between you guys because there's not that connection between you. And so I just highly encourage you when you're spending time talking to God and praying, or when you're spending time in the word of God, take time to talk to him, to really spend with him, share with him what's on your heart. And then when you get into the word, receive from him, God, what are you saying to me? How can I apply this to my life? Lord, I don't understand what I just read. Can you help me to understand it? Talk to him as if he's your friend, because guess what, ladies? He calls you his friend. And then the second thing I really want to encourage you about with this question is don't live off your feelings. That's where really developing that friendship with God comes into play. But also don't live by your feelings. Your feelings are going to be up one minute and down the next. And yeah, our feelings are all over the place. So if you don't feel like God is with you or you don't feel the presence of God, he's still there. He never left you. He tells us he will never leave us or forsake us. So we can't live by our feelings. Sometimes we could be reading our Bible like, I just didn't feel God today in this. And that's okay. He's still there. He still loves you. And he's still talking to you. And you still, even if you read a verse in the Bible and you're like, I have no idea what this means, ask God to reveal to you what that verse means. And then take that verse to your youth pastor. Ask your youth pastor, hey, what does this verse mean? Or feel free to reach out to me through the app. Or now you can reach out to me through the website, through the chat feature. Ask me. I would love to answer those questions for you. And let me say the side note real quick. Sometimes if you feel like there's a space, I want you to check your life and see, is there a sin that I'm dealing with that I have not resolved? Or am I holding on to unforgiveness? Because that will create a space between you and God, if that is the case. And so what you need to do is just make it right. If there's a sin that you've been walking through, talk to God, God, I am sorry. I ask for your forgiveness. And then I thank you, Lord, that First John 1, 9, that you forgive me and that you cleanse me from all the guilt that I've been dealing with when it's associated to this. Or you just say, God, I've been holding on to this unforgiveness in my heart towards this person. And right now I choose to forgive. And forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a choice. Anytime those thoughts of unforgiveness or thoughts of really bad things about that person and what they did to you comes into your mind. You say, no, I have forgiven. I am done. I am free. All right, ladies, I hope that this helped you this week. 
I hope that you see that you're not alone in this. All right, now repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, don't forget to get your conference ticket. Go to uncommonteenlive.com and grab your conference tickets now. They are selling, but we still have room for you. And we want you and your mom or your youth leader or your mentor to be a part of this conference. It is going to be absolutely life changing. You are not going to want to miss it. And then also, girls, we would love to have you as a part of our SOAR coaching community. We have the most amazing girls in this group who love God, who are encouraging, who are always there for each other, praying for each other, and we would love to have you as a part of it as well. In order to learn more and to get signed up, all you have to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says, have you joined the community? Or you can go to our website, uncommonteen.com, and click on the tab that says, join our community. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.